Non-duality can sound really kind of obscure and abstract and complicated, but it's actually not. It's just coming back to the absolute simplicity of what is. Before you start breaking it up and complicating it, we've added dividing lines where there are none. Our human mode is to judge and compare and reject and try and accept some things and reject others and make, get more of this and less of that. And this is bad, that's, that's good. And that's what we call duality. That's what, you know, the Buddhists call samsara is all of this kind of this perfect seamless whole split, split apart into infinite amounts of different segments. However many ways the mind wants to split it, you can keep splitting it forever. And actually, it's all equal. <laughs> Prior to kind of thinking mind coming, it's all very equal. It's all made of the same stuff. We have to, out of thin air, create a context in order for these things to appear bad or good. First of all, in order to know what we're doing to function, so that's fine. If we can hold that context lightly and not hold it as an absolute, <laughs> then that's the key really, isn't it? Somewhat ironically, whatever we deem as absolute is always going to be a restriction or a limitation of reality. But it's only a conceptual narrowing. It's not a true restriction, not a true contraction, not a true limitation. That is the sort of paradoxical situation of it. It's never wrong for things, things to appear. That in itself is another kind of layer on top of the confusion is that these thoughts, these feelings, these ideas we have are wrong. They shouldn't be appearing. I've got to get rid of them somehow. And that's not it at all. It's questioning what are these things? Like what, what even, what is their substance? What are they made of? What, what has caused them to arise? What are they? What we're really seeking is reality beyond any kind of limitation of conceptual storytelling. Yet, everything perceived, everything conceived, is nothing other than that. Anything is an opportunity to, to kind of go back there. It'd go back through that door, you know, just go through the door of, of your thoughts, of your feelings, of your confusions, your delusions, your misinterpretations, your beliefs. Notice what they are for a second. They're made of the absolute. So if you can see them like that, if you can see that what they really are, then all of the, these things suddenly become not a problem. They're all, everything is equalized. Experience is the great equalizer because it's equally itself. There's only reality being itself, expressing itself, seemingly losing itself, seemingly finding itself, but always reality always present, always what you are. And as reality, you don't actually block out appearances of yourself. Whatever is here is all held with true equality. You're listening to the Non-Duality Podcast. Nick Hyam here from nisagayoga.com. And here with me is Paul Dobson for another wholehearted, unresolvable investigation into this. So experiencing or awareness is holding every passing experience with the same love. So nothing is out of place. No thought, no feeling, no sensation, no energy is out of place. You don't have to try to equalize 
experience. You don't have to try to even make peace. Mm. It's already loved by what you are. You are that. Yeah. As it, you can just be it and not try and analyze it. Yeah. To analyze it, to intellectualize it, to solidify it, to kind of fixate on a version of it, a story of it, experientially brings it all down into this sort of speck and that speck apparently represents the whole of course the speck is nothing but the whole but no speck i.e no concepts can encapsulate the whole no thought no feeling no image no symbol can yeah i mean you've got the direct taste of an apple yeah, encyclopedias can be written about that taste. <laughs> it doesn't. You can write millions of words about it. It still is not the taste of the apple. And we're talking about the taste of reality. We're not talking about, you know, the idea of reality or no. interpretations or philosophical ideas about reality. It's like the direct taste of this. The taste of reality is whatever is tasted right now. There is only right now. There is only here. There is only this. So whatever this timeless moment tastes of is the taste of reality. To believe that it tastes like something else, well, it's delusional because there is only this now. There is only this taste. Well, that's a really subtle point though, isn't it? Because we've, yeah. we've only got this taste. We've only got this right now. Um, and we extrapolate other parts of reality, the world out there, other people, all this stuff. Mm before all the ideas before anything's put on top of it what is that bare naked actuality of it mm. if you start looking at that you're free of like whatever situation you find yourself stuck in immediately because you're like whoa you know how could i have taken this for granted yeah so to really inquire to really be with and delve into a thought or a feeling to really be open and and passionate in earnestness to discover the the nature of that phenomenon yeah that's not bypassing that's absolutely wholehearted alignment with what is because the bypassing is the storytelling that contraction around this is anxiety well well how do you know it's anxiety mm. what is that energy calling anxiety why is it that this word has been attached to this energy and this wordless this nameless aliveness well through association repetition through conditioning and so that repetition that conditioning it is sort of like again a narrowing and it's a bypassing which avoids the truth of that immediacy the truth of that richness i mean if you're honest you simply can't say what it is no how do you know then that you've got this thing called anxiety unless Unless you're referring to a memory and extrapolating a future, a lot of the suffering of it comes from the fact we think things are going to last forever. We think we kind of create this, this perpetual anxiety or perpetual depression that is never going to lift. Mm. It's, all, it's complete fantasy, the whole thing. All we're suggesting is to question those beliefs, about, not just about anxiety or not just about feelings or emotional states anything not to get rid of anything but simply to open our eyes our hearts to 
what actually is to really abide in truth as truth to bathe in reality because that's what we really long for just to sink into reality just to be at home the great thing is is that you're never not bathing in reality you're never not at home you are home literally you are home and when these various states and moods and experiences come to pass you are only ever passing through the various rooms within the infinite home that you are and you may feel at times that you're in a small room a small dark scary room so remember it's a room exactly maybe it's an invitation to really look like at what this is you know because at some point you get fed up of these of these things happening and you go well let's how can i know for sure that i should be fed up of these things let's really until i really know what this is yeah well you may find that they are neither good nor bad but nothing but potential pure possibility because that's what reality is that's what you are you are pure possibility expressing yourself in countless ways mm. it's a seamless flow of phenomena so what's the nature of phenomena mm. you find the same aliveness the same beingness the same apperception yeah and then you look at these things you know you look at seeing and you go what well, you assume you know what seeing is um, just to take one thing you know one apparent per- perceiving mode I realise I don't know what seeing is you know it's, you know directly there's light appearing and what on earth is that mm. and each one and you do the same with hearing what is hearing or tasting the capacity is one but they've got obviously got these different flavours but you always end up in the same place like wow how is that happening like not as something you can find an answer to, but just, oh, wow. Because you, you follow it back and, you, and then the mind stops. It just goes, I give up, I surrender. Yeah, It's it's an infinite intelligence that is doing your experience right now. Like, this is the mystery of like, there being no doer yet seeming to be a doer. It's like, what is doing your experience right now? It's, it's like, where's it all flowing from? What is that, you know? Well, the assumption is that you are a subject and you are aware of objects are you not aware of subjectivity are you not aware of an apparent self-center so what is it that is aware of that is there another subject aware of this sense of me in the chest or the head or somewhere because we can't arrive at a final subject if we could it would be another object. We can't conclude that there's a doer. There's an apparent display of activity we could call doing, but that does not imply a doer. We see the activity of a stream. Well, is there a doer? Oh, of course there's not. Mm. No, there's just a spontaneous flow of that expression of life. And it's the same in this body form in thoughts, in feeling, in sensation, in emotion. And there is so much to unlearn through observing nature. Mm. You are nature. You are absolutely nature. This is why Nisargadatta talks about Nisarga, 
nature, the natural state. That's it. You are never not that. Yeah. Uncontrived, completely naked, in the most natural possible state. That's what he's talking about, isn't it? It's not talking about some otherworldly experience. Anything, any appearance is completely itself as nature, as the nature of reality. You know, it's, it's not, there's no other, basically. Going back to what you're saying about the doer, you know, it's obviously what Ramana said, he said it quite well, is it's, you know, it's beyond free will and not free will. It's beyond doer and not doer. You know, it's beyond self and no self. And that's the final truth is something along those lines, he said. Your thoughts and your feelings, they seem to lead to kind of actions. And you go, then I did that. But where are the thoughts and feelings coming from? There's just being and there's just happening. Yeah. And do you think before you talk? And even if you think you do think before you talk, do you think before you think? Yeah. Do you think before you do? Do you think before you think you do? <laughs> yeah, that's it. We think before we think we think before we do. <laughs> but there's just doing and thinking and they're flowing along together, you know, and they just it's just a kind of so that is it's a river. It's a, just a different expression of the same flow of life, isn't it? It's a flowing. Yeah. You go, well, I can't say what that is. So how can I be trapped by my thoughts? I don't even know what a thought is or where it's springing from. If it's all flowing along like a river, is there any room? Is a river trapped? You know, is a river trapped in anything? It's, it's just it's just flowing. It's just completely flowing. There's no entrapment here. And like you said, we're awareness. Like what's aware of being aware? What's aware of, of you know, you say you find some center in the head where you think you are. What's aware of that? Is it another part of a head? And what's aware of that then? Oh, it must be a different part of a head. And eventually you've explored the whole head. You can't find it. And so what's aware of all of that? What is that appearing within? See, you're never actually within it. There's no what you are ultimately is completely, you know, centerless, non-local. You know, there's no locality to you. And this is, you can quickly work your way. You just reverse. So you're in this situation of entrapment. And you just mm. reverse your way back out of it doing following these lines if you think about the body mind as a river well a river has certain patterns and cycles and expressions and the same is for any expression of, of reality yeah ultimately karma you know is another word for a patterning of what life doing itself you know and it's a self-correcting system from my observations at least and so rivers have currents and flows and like little little points where it it kind of leaves the river for a bit and then comes back and you know it sort of splits itself up and it's just an unfolding to itself it's a self-correcting system unfolding to itself experiencing itself in every possible way yeah pure aliveness life energy flowing as it is yeah i mean it's really actually really simple if you just feel that you're alive you exist right now just this this experiencing this happening there's something happening right now whatever's doing that is the ultimate reality it can't be anything else it is that source you know that life force what that feeling is is the microcosm of that macrocosm it's it but it although it's not separate from it whatsoever mm. and by feeling into it we're like a perfect kind of almost receptacle for that like it's just you feel into it and then you you can be back at that source without going anywhere and you realize this is it and you hear people say this is it so many times well this can't be it it doesn't feel like it 
but it is uh, it's dressing itself up as you know this kind of distorted perspective on itself but it's it's still completely and utterly it mm. that absolutely indescribable inconceivable miraculous happening that you are that everything is you kind of just feel back into that and you see that everything is that it can't be other than that it's actually just incredibly simple it's completely pregnant uh, and full of potentiality life is breathing itself seeing is is just happening by itself mm. hearing is happening by itself it's just that life force perceiving itself completely in every possible way yeah absolutely full of potential and from it everything arises so you could say it's the source of all the source of duality the source of individuality the source of time and space at the same time it's not a source removed from anything that is outpoured the outpouring is itself fully that unknowable mystery and we all long for that we all long to come home to our origin we all long to come home to the ultimate reality of all experience and that's really what we explore or we at least attempt to explore in this podcast we ask the question what is true what is the nature of all experience what is the ultimate reality and we also know that because it is empty of anything we can't put it into words and we can't arrive at a conclusion we can't arrive at a resolution as to what it is what we can say through direct experiencing here and now is that whatever it is it contains all and all is nothing other than that and when we dive into the nature of any experience that comes and goes we only find the same reality <laughs>